You're listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Now let's get cooking because I'm starving. This episode of Three Kitchens Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you are calm and collected when your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online, anytime, on any device, making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. Hi listeners, I am your host Sarah Somasundaram and I'm sitting here this morning with Erin Walker. Hello Sarah, good morning. Heather Dyer. Hello ladies. Good morning, beautiful morning. It's a beautiful morning, that is true. Mm. We're going to pretend that the other stuff didn't happen this morning (laughs) and that's a good morning. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. It feels like Monday, it's following a long weekend, we're all kind of like, ugh, we had to get up. Oh, I will get up at this time every day if I can get my kids out of the house. (laughs) <laughs> I love I love my children but they were sick last week and then we had a long weekend so we have been cooped up in the yeah. house for like yeah. 10 yeah. days together that's tough mm-hmm. and yeah. uh yeah I you I need, need some time space. alone yeah. yes <laughs> my brain yeah. is disintegrating as we <laughs> each day it was like falling a little bit further than it it already is <laughs> Okay, well, we're talking about disintegrating brains. That kind mm. of leads me to this article I was reading that I was going to. You tell are about. kidding! I, it I like. This. Tends to happen quite. I don't know. Well, I don't know how, but these things happen without brain. us planning any of yeah. it. Okay, mm-hmm. have you ever heard of the origin of the Graham cracker? Oh, where it no. came from? Who created it? Okay, I want to know so, this. Sylvester Graham was a northeastern i'm gonna say american yep northeastern evangelical minister Mm -hmm. during the 1830s and that was the time of temperance people were advocating for women's rights and abolition of slavery and getting down on tobacco consumption all these kinds of things that they thought were really horrible and his bone to pick (laughs) so to speak was he thought that sexual urges carnal urges Mm. were the downfall of americans and they were caused by your diet so he was like one of the first like kooky (laughs) diet fad people and he thought that um (laughs) this is where the your disintegrating brain comes into it he thought that sex more than once a month and masturbation in particular would Mm. drive you insane like you would forget harry palms that's the least of your worries (laughs) You're going to lose your palms. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Part of what he thought was causing these detrimental urges was yeah. a, f- a fatty, meaty diet. So the American diet where people were eating too much fat and meat was the downfall. So he sort of started this movement where he <laughs> he thought the diet should be more vegetarian based. He was kind of an early vegetarian in the states mm-hmm. and super bland simply prepared food no spices no meat no alcohol no tobacco not even pepper 
on your no food. smiles, no fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and no sex. And no sex. So you're pretty much like, I think if anything, you're going insane from this diet, but I don't know. And so he came up with this sort of bread that was named after him, the Graham cracker, essentially, huh. that was... He was really down on the fact that people, fewer people were making their own bread and it was being made at bakeries and mass production, Right. which I mean, you know, fair, probably wasn't as good Yeah. Um, in many ways. It probably wasn't, Absolutely. but of course the bakers and business people and meat producers, everybody was pissed off at him because he right. was, thought everybody should just live on vegetables and homemade bread, I guess. Okay. So white flour, he thought was like the devil's food. The devil's powder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He made this bland germ uh, whole wheat flour loaf which is nothing like the graham crackers that right. we know which would the nabisco company later many years maybe even into 1920s or something mm-hmm. they um developed which is more like a cookie that we know today. i was gonna say they were like wow this would taste good with a shit ton of sugar in it oh those <laughs> all heathens, heathens. <laughs> all the things that he said all the things to... that he said no to <laughs> yeah and they put his name on it, which I'm sure just made him like roll in his grave. He's spinning, spinning. <laughs> so was there no sugar in the original recipe? Oh, it was just a bland. Okay, this uh, is so bizarre. Bread. Yeah, so bizarre. So, listeners, we usually try to come up with a story for each other's episodes, and this was my next one. So I'm just gonna say it right now, since we talked about this. My introduction was going to be about Kellogg's, the Kellogg's brothers, and it's mm. the same story. Oh, oh, uh, no sugar, no meat, no spice. Sex was bad, made people too hot blooded. So they came up with the cereal Kellogg's cornflakes, oh. except the older brother, the older brother was the Puritan and the one that developed <laughs> the product. The yeah. younger one was more of the marketing guy. And he realized that this wasn't going to sell unless they added sugar into it and they fought. (laughs) And so the younger one wins and they split, like they go their separate ways and Kellogg's cornflakes with the sugar is born because of him. Uh... Yes. I read about that in relation to this because that older brother was a follower of Graham. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so funny. We do share a brain. That's so bizarre. That's okay, hilarious. Okay, I guess I have to What's come up with another story. What's happening here? It's going to be a different kind of spice. Spices. <laughs> All three of us have a mutual friend from Mexico who unfortunately does not like to cook. And I have been begging her for an enchilada <laughs> recipe. And her sister is actually a trained chef. Unfortunately, I don't think that the sister doesn't live here. The sister lives in Mexico. That's right. This enchilada recipe, two years later, I still haven't got it. I was really excited here. I thought you finally got the enchilada recipe, Sarah. No, but <laughs> and, and here, but don't don't be too disappointed. Okay, okay. Here's the irritation when you start uh, cooking a cuisine that's not familiar to you in your house, right? Because nobody around me really cooked Mexican food. And... Mexican food in Calgary really has become popular in the last, what, 10, 15 years. Before then, 
it was very American. If yeah. you go to the Mex, still in the grocery aisles, if you go to the Mexican aisle, you will see those hard. You guys have to tell taco me shells. what they are. Taco shells, which yeah. are not traditionally Mexican at no. all. They're very American. They're very Texan. Mm-hmm. And so this this idea that okay, well, how am I going to get an authentic recipe when I don't really, I'm not really surrounded by information about an authentic recipe right mm-hmm. yeah and then you go on to google and then they're like everyone's got the best one best one ever and they are so completely different from one another and then you're yeah. like where what how what do i do that's when you have to start searching in spanish right oh. i i have found if you start searching for what you want in another mm-hmm. language it's amazing what you can find because then you can just pull up the translate if you don't understand it if you just know a few basic things that you want and if you know what the like if you're searching in argent argentina food you can go dot ar because you that's most of the recipes are dot ar or if like um with the lefsa that i did i was looking at norwegian websites and i definitely don't speak norwegian and and i had to kind of you don't come on i I haven't learned it yet (laughs) (laughs) a to-do list once i learn german then i'll add norwegian in (laughs) but seriously like if you just start messing around great point yeah other Mm -hmm. languages it's amazing you can find some more authentic food stuff but i'll let you keep going sarah I just thought it was a really good time to bring that tip in because I have done a lot of that. It's a yeah, great tip because it's really frustrating for me, especially mm-hmm. with Mexican food, which yeah. really in the 10 years, last 10 years has become something I'm more and more into. When I first ate Mexican food, I wasn't big into it. Because it was Tex-Mex and it's not the same. Yeah. Probably, and, right? And I, f- I found it like a little on the blander side. Maybe I was going to the wrong places and eating this, right? Like, And then the more popular it became then the more options we had and then there are good Mexican restaurants and not so good Mexican restaurants and you can tell the difference I would even say in the culinary community that Mexican food has not been well respected or well known and broken bread Mm. touched on this when they went to a restaurant and I think they had like a prime rib taco and it was a few bucks and everyone was saying you know if this was at a different restaurant that wasn't called a Mexican restaurant it would have been so much more expensive and anyone would have paid it yeah right Mm -hmm. so yeah absolutely but I feel like with all this new cool woke I guess (laughs) like a better (laughs) word chefs that are coming out and talking about these things I think Mexican food is getting the spotlight that it needs totally we definitely have some very good Mexican Mm -hmm. food nearby yes here this family that I'm talking about this Mexican family friends of ours we invited them over for Easter and I had this big, free, massive turkey <laughs> that I got from Superstore. And um, when I get turkey, I'm, it's my least favorite, one of my least favorite meats. So I like to do a different theme. Like I've done like a Chinese mm-hmm. uh, Thanksgiving or Easter or something like that. And this time I decided to go Mexican 
And I was really, really nervous. And I'm well, because like, you invited the Mexicans I over. the Mexican people <laughs> who know authentic Mexican food. Oh, my. I'd be nervous, too. Yeah, no Even kidding. Though they are so polite. They oh, would they never are. say. They're the nicest they people. Are. Yeah. Yeah, they're really nice people. You could have and served them, like, old El Paso tacos, and they would have been like, oh, this is so tasty. Totally, Especially totally. They don't and cook a lot, right, themselves. <laughs> That's what our friend told me it's like you know Sarah because I told her that I was nervous and she said don't be because my family hates my cooking they're gonna love yours no matter what. <laughs> anyway I started researching and started looking up recipes and what to do and I came across this website that I'm like oh, I am in love with this man's philosophy I should say chili pepper madness okay and so, as you can derive for yourself, this is all about chili peppers and chili peppers that have hardly any heat to a ridiculous amount of heat. And he puts this in all his recipes. They're Mexican recipes, they're Asian recipes, mm. they're American, re- like just Ooh. across the board. He just loves the chili peppers. He loves the chili pepper. <laughs> his name is, I just want to, Mike. And Mike is my new hero because he even talks about putting ghost peppers into his, some of his recipes and you don't have to do it. He'll give you options on how to make it milder or more spicy if you would like, but he says he loves spicy food and say goodbye to bland and boring food with my easy to follow recipes. He said easy. I did it. He said it. So (laughs) It's okay. We know you'll make it complicated, Sarah. (laughs) But then call it simple, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I decided to then go and look at his website to see if he had an enchilada recipe because I tried all of his recipes for Easter and the reviews were fantastic. And so I'm like, cross your fingers and I found one. (gasps) Mm. Please tell me there's no ghost peppers in this enchilada. There is no ghost peppers. That sounds scary. And so I will start this with his description of this recipe is that the spicy spiciness level is mild but extremely flavorful Mm, that sounds okay and if you look at all the peppers that he's using in it they are very very mild peppers cool so let's talk about the sauce first right because that's that's your big thing that's what makes or breaks an enchilada that's what makes or breaks the enchilada so <laughs> Give Aaron a moment. She needs a moment to think about this. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just getting my brain back. I'm you're making me very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh four dried ancho peppers, a Ooh, very yeah. mild pepper, mm-hmm. four dried guajillo, guajillo peppers. Tell me explain. Sure. <laughs> Sounds right. Let's go with it. <laughs> All our kids go to Spanish school listeners, so I should know this. Yeah. Because- <laughs> just Sarah, just ask your seven-year-old when he gets home from school. And- right. For some reason, oh. they're like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, four dried chilies de arbol. Oh, tree peppers. So, okay. Just, that just means tree, tree peppers. Pepper? Oh. oh. Uh, yeah. Arbol is tree. Well, I know, arbol but is, is it really called a tree pepper? Is that the translation? Maybe it's a small tree. <laughs> okay. So this is something I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to find a store to get these peppers. Mm. I actually have all of these three peppers in a chili powder form from Silk Road Spices. Oh, nice. So you've got the chili peppers, four of each. You've got olive oil, onion, garlic, salt, 
and water as needed. It's pretty simple. It's mostly just peppers. Yeah. And I think that's that smokiness. That's why it tastes Mm. so smoky. You've got like 12 dried peppers in this, Mm. right? And then for the chicken enchiladas. Now he has a separate recipe on a shredded chicken that you make in your instant pot or your Dutch Mm. oven. You make the sauce, you make the chicken, then you get two cups of shredded Mexican manchego cheese. Oh, have you heard of this cheese? Didn't we have a conversation about this one other time about where to find this or am I just... That's the cojita stuff. That's more like the feta-y kind of cheese. What's What's this this one like? So this one apparently is originally Spanish and it's a sheep cheese. Oh, but cool. apparently it's so mild that you can replace it with mozzarella, which is what I'm probably going to do. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Unless I find it. Can you say that name again? Sorry. Manchigo. Manchigo. Cool. There's a, there are a few, um, I think it's a Latin market on center street, just mm-hmm. off of like McKnight. What's it called again? Um, is it the Unimart or yes, is it a different one? And there are two one? of them. There's one in the south and one in the north. I've I heard so, yeah. the people on Facebook foodie oh. groups say that they're that's a great store for any. Okay, Latin maybe food. I'll try that place. I have gone too. there to find things that I need, and they do tend to have a wider variety. Um, he he says any good melty cheese, cheddar, pepper jack, Monterey mm. jack will work too. Okay, uh, corn tortillas. You got to do corn tortillas, mm-hmm. right? In the second part, I'm going to talk about a great corn t- tortilla brand. I just have to find out where to buy it because mm. our Mexican friends brought it over during oh. Easter. And I'm not a big corn, 100% corn tortilla fan because of the stuff we have here. Wow, was this ever good? Oh, this was good corn tortillas. Nice. Mm. So this was something that surprised me about the enchiladas and assembling them. Yeah. Was that I thought, like when I go to the restaurant, you see that melty cheese that is on top of that enchilada. I thought they were baked. Yeah, Yeah, aren't they? I thought they were. Mm -hmm. So apparently you just, you sort of warm up the tortilla and you dip each tortilla into the enchilada sauce. You put the chicken on, you put Mm -hmm. it on your plate and you throw the cheese on top. Oh. It's not baked apparently. I have an enchilada recipe that's like that as well. It's like a creamy enchilada, but I still bake it. Yeah, I might. I might still bake it. Who knows? Maybe I want that meltiness. Or maybe put it under the broiler to melt the cheese. Yeah, that's a good idea. I imagine that might not be an authentic way of doing it but mm. you know mm. that doesn't matter right i mean that the sauce seems very authentic i think the sauce is key mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that sounds really good yummy yeah. only thing is am i gonna make the rice with it i love that tomato rice do you, are you guys know mm. what i'm talking Spanish about Spanish rice. rice. oh it's mm. so good yeah. But I every time I make it, it gets too mushy. Oh, there's some great recipes in the Instant Pot. Instant great. Pot, hey? Rice and canned tomatoes and spices, basically. That's kind of it. Yeah. Turns out perfect every time. I think I might make it in my rice cooker. I'm not mm. sure. Mm-hmm. Just to get that out of the way. But every time I make it in my rice cooker, it's like I add too much water or something. Or, that, or the tomato is really breaks down that it, it makes the mm. rice mushy. Oh, do you add oil into it? I fry everything up first and then I throw it into my washed rice. So maybe I might use a long grain rice this time. Oh, yeah. And I would recommend a healthy dose of oil on top, not mixed in, 
And okay. I don't ask me why, okay. but I've put similar amounts of oil and mixed it into the rice. Right. And I find the rice is less mushy and more oily when I just do Ooh. like a, I would say mm. a couple tablespoons of oil on top, okay. but I cook in my pot, not in a right. rice cooker. So right. Same there thing, could though. be something different right. going on maybe right. since yeah. the mixing in of the oil seems important right it's like because that water is going down and the oil yeah. sitting on top so the mm -hmm. oil doesn't hit your rice until your rice is cooked a bit yeah. right. and it kind of coats it in a way i don't know how to explain this right. mm -hmm. but for some reason that's what works for me <laughs> right okay and i always thought it was the tomato that was eating away mm -hmm. at the rice i don't because I don't find that when I put it all in the instant pot and that you're not putting water in it. You're just putting canned tomatoes, I think, if I'm remembering right. Okay. I'll have to go find a recipe or maybe you can share yours with I'll me. I'll find the one. I'll send you the one that I've used. Mm -hmm. And also another friend of ours has a great, she swears by her instant pot Spanish rice recipe as well. And when you say Spanish rice, is this something that saffron goes into? Are you talking about what the, the stuff that goes in the Mexican, like the stuff you find in the Mexican restaurant, that tomato rice? Yeah, tomato. It's tomato okay. base with spices, whatever. Okay, well, let's see what this enchiladas, how mm. they turn out and what they're going to be served up with. I'm Not excited wait. about all of this. Right yeah, now. I'm glad you're making this. I yeah. love some Mexican food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you switch providers, nothing changes about the delivery of these utilities to your home or business. If you have an existing contract, you're going to want to find out the terms before leaving. If you don't, then it's even easier to sign up for Park Power. You as the consumer have the choice of who you pay your bills to. Why not choose your friendly local utilities provider? Learn more at parkpower.ca. We are back. And, uh, and I made enchiladas, but I did not make chicken enchiladas. I decided to change it up to chorizo enchiladas because oh. every time I go to a Mexican restaurant, I order chorizo enchiladas. And I was like, why am I making chicken enchiladas? I should be making chorizo enchiladas. So that's what I did. <laughs> Interesting. So I'll tell you about the sauce first, because that is, I guess, what makes an enchilada an enchilada. Mm hmm and so I went to this Latin American uh, grocery store in Calgary, and it's called Uni Market or UNI Market. So I don't know how to pronounce it, but I'm calling it Uni Market because it sounds cool. And there's one in the north and there's one in the south. And I walked in there thinking, okay, I guess I have to look for these three dried peppers that I need for the enchilada sauce, which is ancho peppers, guajillo peppers and chiles de arbol. How do you like my accent, guys? Ooh, very good. That, eh? Muy bien. <laughs> anyway, just to talk about Uni Market, it is set up so that you can actually buy food there, mm -hmm. or and it's got a grocery section as well. And as soon as I walked in through the door, the dry chili section was facing me. And guess what? Three chilies were right next to each other. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. All in packets. 
And I just went, okay. And then I spent the rest of the time exploring the market because it's got so many delicious things happening there. So you're saying it was love at first sight. It was a beautiful place (laughs) and it smelled delicious. Mm. And the people there were really nice. And I got a crumbly queso fresco from that store as well. And then I got sidetracked and got a whole bunch of like habanero and different kinds of chili oils that I will be using for other things but you know, mm. I had to talk about my chili oils because I love chili mm-hmm. so much and then I came home and went to the chili pepper madness site pulled up the recipe you take basically four of each of these dried peppers and you toast them on a pan and the way to know that they are ready is when they start to darken a little bit you don't want them to burn they they will burn fast so be careful mm. and because these four peppers are very different sizes just watch it take the smaller ones out fast make sure you flip them it happens within five minutes hmm. yes Erin who has her hand up did you rehydrate them first before you put them in the pan so I toasted them first okay oh right because I think you wouldn't be able to toast it once you hydrate them because they would be wet yeah so okay. you toast them first and then you put them into a, wa- a bowl with hot water and you make sure the hot water is sort of covering everything. And you set it aside for, they said 20 minutes. I started making my rice at this point and I think it sat in the bowl for an hour. I don't think there's any problem with it. What was nice about it soaking is the one of the two peppers, I can't remember which were the really big ones. It was really hard to pull out the stem, Mm. but once it was hydrated, it just came right off. Oh, yeah. Which was nice. So Mm. that worked out. And then what you do in the meantime is you fry up some onions and garlic. And you let that cool. And then you put everything. So the peppers and the onion and the garlic and some salt into a food processor. And you process it up. And you put that sauce back into a saucepan. And you kind of simmer it for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't tell in this recipe for how long to simmer it. (laughs) Helpful. (laughs) Go with taste here. You know what? I took a little bit of this. I found it slightly bitter, but very beautifully smoky. Mm -hmm. You know what I did? I took a little bit of sugar and I threw it in, Mm -hmm. which I thought made it really nice. Like I really like the sweetness of that. Um, Just do what you want at this point. I know, I know sometimes that's not very, people get nervous about it. It's just a matter of you want to make sure that the sauce is not raw. Does that make sense? Like that all those raw flavors go away. Mm-hmm. So to taste. I heard a tip on doing that. And they said, take a little bit of what you're testing. And if you think it maybe needs salt, take a little spoon and then add some salt in. And if the salt mm-hmm. makes it taste better, add some more salt. If that doesn't change it the way you want it to, take another spoon, add some acid, taste it with the, mm, because if you just taste adjust the little flavor, instead of going and being like, Oh, should I salt this? And then adding right. salt mm-hmm. and then knowing where you're, li- it helps you maybe determine what you need to do. Like the sugar. Oh, maybe it'd be better if it was sweeter. Add a bit of sugar on your spoon with the right. sauce. Great idea. Oh. And like so that. I've been doing that like lately that. and I can't remember where I heard this. Was this Samin Nasrat? Samin Nasrat. Was this her? Maybe. I feel like... 
But it's a good way to answer the question is what does this need if it feels like it's not right. Mm -hmm. Right. And some things you don't add while it's cooking, right? Mm. Yeah, like you might add that at the end after you've taken it off and yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so the rest of it then goes like this. For just for the enchiladas, you, I cooked up the chorizo sausage. Remember chorizo sausage, usually the stuff that you buy at the store is all has salt in it. So be careful. And okay, so corn tortillas. My husband and I would agree that the corn tortillas that we have had in Calgary, we have never really liked in the past because, and I know, I don't know if this sounds familiar to you or strange to you, but the way Play-Doh smells is what I taste in a corn tortilla. I don't, I don't know if that, it just smells, (laughs) it tastes to me like Play-Doh. Not that I've ever tasted Play-Doh. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know. I can say from a position of somebody who had to have her Play-Doh removed from her play area because she was constantly consuming it. um, (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) It doesn't taste like Play-Doh because (laughs) I have the life experience of eating it. I don't know what it is. It's that smell of Play-Doh that I taste Ah. when I have corn tortillas. So as I had mentioned before, (laughs) during Easter... We had a family from Mexico come over mm-hmm. and um, brought these corn tortillas over. And I'm like, oh, man, now I got to I got to serve up these corn tortillas and pretend that I like corn tortillas. And I didn't have to pretend I really like these corn tortillas. <laughs> they didn't have that aftertaste or that weird smell to me. They're called Dawn Pancho. She bought it in Calgary from one of those markets. So I don't think you can buy this from a regular supermarket. Okay. But one of those specialty stores that mm-hmm. has, that carries the good stuff. They're never going to sell the bad stuff there, are they? Right? <laughs> and it's called Don Pancho uh, Whole Corn Tortillas. It says white corn tortillas. So I don't mm. know if that makes a difference. I'm, I'm sure it does. I just don't know much about corn tortillas. I don't Past either. The fact that I love these. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed these. So mm. I had these corn tortillas. And what you do with these corn tortillas is you, you take your corn tortillas and you toast them. And when you toast them, they become pliable. 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 Sorry. They become pliable. You can also and, pile them. Yes, that's right. You can. <laughs> they are piled. Yeah. Pileable, pliable tortillas. <laughs> Whoa, guys. <laughs> we did go to school, guys, and we didn't do that badly. <laughs> In a yes, while. but but then we had children. Yeah, and that's and now right, we're everything. dealing with a bowl of spaghetti upstairs. All right, <laughs> <laughs> and then you take this pliable tortilla, tortilla, and you smother it in the sauce. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't quite smother it in the sauce because I wasn't sure if it was too spicy for anyone, right? So I just basically spread a little sauce and I made sure that all of the tortilla was covered. Then you put the filling in, you wrap it and you put it into a baking dish. And on the baking dish, I put some shredded cheese. It's one of those like cheese mixes that are already shredded that came in a bag. I put Mm -hmm. some of that on and then I put some of the queso fresco on top of that. And I just broiled it for a few minutes to just crisp up that cheese. I did talk about the chorizo being um, the filling, but I also made something called a Mexican rice. 
um and i just want to talk about this really quickly because i really this was actually one of my favorite parts of the dish i really enjoyed this rice it definitely completed mm -hmm. so what i ended up doing is i made this mexican rice from downshiftology.com and it's called mexican rice on her um, site and she does talk about a difference between spanish rice and mexican rice and this difference is basically spanish rice uses saffron mexican rice uses cumin oh cumin. Sorry, <laughs> cumin. <laughs> okay okay i'm gonna give you a few tips here so that your rice does not turn out soggy okay mm -hmm. i doubled this recipe because i was cooking for a few people and you use long grain white rice you wash the rice, but then this is what I would do if you are planning this ahead. And I take it that enchilada recipe is something you're going to be planning ahead. Wash it, strain it and let it dry for a bit hmm. while you're okay. doing other things. Maybe do that in the morning and you're cooking up the rice in the evening or something like that. Heat up some onions, garlic, peppers, jalapenos, and then you toss in the rice and you saute the rice till they become golden brown. And then you add your cumin, salt, tomato sauce, chicken broth, my opinion, cut it in half with this recipe. Hmm. Otherwise, it'll become too soggy. What was the ratio of rice to broth? Uh, the rice to broth. So for one cup of white rice, she wanted one cup of broth and one small can of tomato sauce. And mm. I just thought it was like when I saw the amount of liquid going in there, yeah. it looked like it was a lot to me. Mm. So, and I thought I could always add later, it wouldn't be a problem. And you know what? This rice was not soggy. This is the first time I was able to get tomato rice without it being soggy. And then I mixed that with the chorizo. And that's what the filling was for the enchiladas. Oh. For you guys, when I packed it, I packed two enchiladas that had the chorizo and the rice and then i also put some rice on the side oh, okay that's of nice. it with some cheese on top and this is would be great with topped with cilantro and sour cream and guacamole you can do whatever you want with it mm. okay your turn give your reviews peoples uh this was so delicious and honestly i was like what's the meat i don't know what this meat is <laughs> i did not recognize it as chorizo and i think it's because it didn't seem spicy to me and i always think chorizo is spicy right right it was delicious but i wasn't sure what it was i knew it was not chicken <laughs> I, just, yeah. it wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't exactly sure i'm like oh she did something different but i don't know what right and i love that sauce mm -hmm. i actually because you gave us a little extra i just like once i tasted a bite i was like no put the sauce over the whole thing oh you did good good, good. loved okay. it and my husband ate half night the other half and we both just were like yep more sauce just now your up. husband doesn't like goat cheese correct right now what did he think about the queso fresco he didn't comment on it i don't know if it's I a goat no or a, uh, but it's very feta-ish it tastes like more like feta than yeah if cheese. it tasted like goat cheese i think he would have sniffed that out right okay. away he makes a big deal of gagging because there's goat feta and there's cow feta so yeah I, it's very I different yeah i would say okay i thought it was so delicious and okay. i um the rice was i mean not that i expected soggy rice but you're right it was nice and like fluffy kind of yeah. and mm -hmm. um really tasty yeah 
as usual, I wanted more. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just because it was so good. And I was sharing. You were sharing. So, I thought I gave yeah. you a nice, good, big, massive plate for lunch. I'm like, hey, you know what? I packed this so well. They can't ask for more because it's. That's only because I was sharing. Yeah. <laughs> if it was just me, that would have been like, like that. The half of it was just fine. It was just because it was so delicious that I was like, right, oh, right. I want to mm-hmm, eat more mm-hmm. of that. I don't have a lot of self-control. If it's tasty, yeah. I just want to keep eating. None of us do with <laughs> each other's recipes, that's for sure. <laughs> so I uh, would also say I did not share, mm-hmm. but I wanted more. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because I know you gave it to me and you're like, this should be enough. And I looked at it and I was like, yeah, this totally looks like enough. And my first thought when I was done was, I wish I had more. <laughs> yeah. Just one more. Just it one was, more little. I just loved the flavor in it. I loved the sauce. I don't think you had even left the house and like I had opened the jar and stuck my finger in mm-hmm. to try the sauce. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tasty. Mm-hmm. When I unwrapped it to go heat it up, the first thing I noticed was that uh, cheese that you put on top. And I was like, I, I sniffed it out very curiously. Like I was like, oh, is this the is this the cojita cheese? And no. I, I was I was like doesn't smell sour enough and I tasted it and I was like no it doesn't taste sour <laughs> enough so I thought I was like oh good <laughs> but it heated up great I saved the sauce I, I just had a chicken enchilada for lunch using um, oh, I just okay. I honestly I had some chicken I made up I used the enchilada sauce I have nice. a chickpea roti and I had some avocado and tomato and some fresh spinach and I just put it all together and Mm. I was I'm I'm making myself lunch you're killing it with these lunches yeah the person who hated lunch was like a a muffin and a bowl of leftover cereal and the whatever (laughs) no now she's killing it I've upgraded my lunches to the next Mm. level oh my gosh so good I love the flavor in this sauce with the chilies Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. so all in all I know I don't think this was a difficult recipe at all that sauce if if you wanted to serve this to guests or to your family or something you wanted to make ahead of time and heat up just for dinner. The Mm -hmm. sauce could be made up ahead of time. In fact, the whole thing could be made up ahead of time. You could put it into your oven dish. You Mm -hmm. could put that in the fridge and then put it in your oven and and then turn on your oven and bring it up to temperature and then broil it. And I bet Mm. you it will be a perfect temperature to heat up. Sauce was easy right i really like that all these were easily sourceable mm-hmm. at the little latin american market there so that's yeah, and great i really really wish i knew what each of them really kind of tastes like it was very smoky did you notice mm-hmm. yeah like what do they taste like when they're fresh yeah right? that would be something interesting. i think uh-huh. an ancho chili is a red poblano chili ah because it was quite big I think those are the ones because as you talked about this and you were saying ancho chilies i was like why do i keep thinking of ancho chili like it just kept running through my head and mm-hmm. we grew some poblano peppers a few years back and they didn't get red and I think I remember wanting them to get red so they would be ancho chilies so that I could make ancho chili powder or it's so funny how the names change as they change ripeness right like yes (laughs) it's a funny thing yeah Mm. great great um great dinner I think 
it would go great for winters and summers alike. Yeah, make it up ahead and freeze it. Yeah. You could totally do that. And mm -hmm. then just take it out of the freezer, defrost it, and then throw it into your oven. You're good. Mm -hmm. That sauce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the winner. I made the exact same thing without the tortillas. Tortillas. <laughs> the tortillas and put the, the whole thing between burger buns for the kids' lunches the next oh, day. Oh, yum. That was so yummy. Yes, <laughs> good. The rice, sometimes if I have leftover Spanish rice, put it in the little, on the tortilla with cheese. Yeah. Oh. And then do the fold it up and crisp it on the, yeah. put, put it in the lunches. I'm glad you said that, Heather, because when I did that, my husband freaked out saying, you're putting rice in between two slices of like buns? It's like, good. What, what are you doing? The kids are not, like it's going to be too much carb. And when the kids came home, they're like, can you make us another one? Because <laughs> we really, really like it. It was so yummy. I know yeah. you wouldn't think, the first time I, I put rice into like bread, okay. I thought, this is kind of weird, but sometimes it's just what you've got. Throwing it together. Yeah. Nice. Okay. It was so I'm good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. The yeah. sauce really is the key to it, yeah. as you said. I think you've... Enough with fine print. Yeah. Remember, when you like, subscribe, review, or share this podcast, it helps more people find us. Thank you so much for listening. What did you think about the enchiladas? What are enchiladas? 